Nickelodeon fans, and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History. My name is Captain Eric, and I'm covering all of the Nickelodeon shows that either premiered or ended between the times of January 16th and January 22nd. This week, we start with a show that premiered actually this week on Nickelodeon, Warped, premiered on January 16th, 2022, created by Kevin Coplo and Heath Seifert. It is, of course, still in its first season. It just aired its pilot episode, and and I I do hope it has a nice, successful run on Nickelodeon. Uh, A show that premiered two years ago on January 18th, 2020, It's Pony, created by Ant Blades. The show uh, in its second season has 21 episodes and is still ongoing, although I I believe It's Pony... um, has has suffered the fate of a lot of more modern Nicktoons, or at least you know we say modern, but it's what's been going on at least for the last decade. Where I think, I think it got moved over to the Nicktoons network, or at least newer episodes. That's where they're premiering, um, and and that's I, I don't know. Some may take that as a as a negative. Uh, I I think there's a good positive spin to to find with this, where you know for for years I think uh, animation fans have have mentioned that the move to Nicktoons Network being a step down, but the the fact that the Nicktoons Network can focus solely on the Nicktoons and not have to worry about the live action shows or when Nick at Night kicks in and you're watching that, that legacy content, the older sitcoms, Nicktoons Network is still playing Nicktoons. So I, I think that we need to start talking a, a bit more positively about the Nicktoons Network and if you if you have access to it, definitely you know give it a watch. Uh, def- I'd love to see how the the late night content on the Nicktoons Network is. Uh, I'd certainly certainly be interested to see how that is. Also, two years ago on January seventeenth, two thousand twenty, America's Most Musical Family finished its run on Nickelodeon. The show, presented by Nick Lachey, set out to do just that to find the most musical family that America had to offer. Uh, the judges were Ciara, Debbie Gibson, and for some reason, David Dobrik. Uh, but the finale showed us the Malezwi brothers, these three absolutely fantastically talented musical brothers uh, walking away with the top prize uh, with a record contract for with the uh, Republic Records and a $250,000 cash prize. Uh, congratulations to the uh, Malezwi brothers, uh, America's most musical family. Three years ago, on January 21st, 2019, the Nickelodeon TV movie Bixler High, Private Eye, premiered on Nickelodeon. Directed by uh, Leslie Collins Small, the movie was starring Jace Norman, who who just himself signed a, a massive deal with uh with Viacom, Nickelodeon, Paramount Plus. He's got a he's gonna be sticking around the, the Nickelodeon stratosphere for a while, but here he is with it with another outing. Uh which we're, it's not gonna be his only one we're gonna touch upon here on this on this uh uh episode, but 
I don't know, Bixler High, Private Eye. If it is something worth watching, definitely sound off on it. Uh, it it's not something I, I would ever really, unless it just comes out of nowhere and, and I find myself watching it uh, at a random night. I, other than that, I don't see myself going out of my way. But if it's worth it, just, just let me know. Five years ago, on January 16th, 2017, Bunsen is a Beast premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Butch Hartman, the show ran for one season of 26 episodes. Yeah, this was Butch Hartman's swan song with Nickelodeon. It was his final animated show that he did with the network. The, the man put out uh, decades' worth of content for their, for their networks, a lot of successful shows, and, and some, like Bunsen, that only stuck around for a short period of time. I'm sure it has its fans out there, but... You know, I, I think it was the, the right time for Butch to have walked away. Um, I, I think if he had walked away after Tough Puppy, I feel like there would have felt like there could have been more. But after Bunsen is a Beast, I, I feel like we got the, you know, kind of complete picture of, of what we were able to get out of Butch for that time. Uh, Bunsen is a great show, is a great concept. There's parts of the animation uh, that I don't like. It's when they started switching a lot of their animation over uh, to, like, Flash or digital. Like, Fairly Odd Parents got really stiff-looking around this time as well. And and there was just something about Bunsen with the style. I wish that Bunsen was created during a different time of animation because then I feel like they could have gotten really creative in that space. Because you, you could see what they were trying to do with some of the expressions with some of these characters. They were trying to be out there. But I, I don't know. Things really worked in this show. And if anything, the, the one thing to, to thank Bunsen is a Beast for is that the, the one short, the uh, Fairly Odd Phantom short that we got to help kind of promote Bunsen is a Beast. But also gave us, uh, finally, you know, the, the combination of the worlds of Danny Phantom and the Fairly Odd Parents you know, at least canonically, but also bringing Tough Puppy along the mix as well. Uh, yeah, Bunsen is a Beast. It's a short watch. There's only 26 episodes, 47 segments. There is a crossover episode with the Fairly Odd Parents uh, in there too. So worth worth a watch, at least even that one. Check it out. Also five years ago, on January 16th, 2017, Rufus 2 premiered on Nickelodeon. The, uh, the sequel to Rufus, which also premiered uh, six years ago on January 18th, 2016. Both Rufus 1 and Rufus 2 celebrating anniversaries this week. And let me get the uh, directors here because uh, that is important. We want to give credit where credit is due. So the movie Rufus was directed by Savage Steve Holland, who I'm going to take a whim and say that he also directed Rufus 2, and I was right. Uh, I mean, I, I know I've I brought his name up before, so it's not like I uh, I knew this information already. I totally did. He's also just, tidbit, the director of Big Time Movie, if you're a fan of that. Uh, but yeah, the series is, a, is about a dog turning into a human boy and then literally having to try to live life as a as a human kid but you know he's actually a dog i think the second movie brought in somebody who was originally a cat there you go there's that twist uh logically for a third movie if you're going to bring in another another animal i think a clearly like a hamster 
would have been the next one, and that would have been pretty funny. Uh, or you could just do a turtle. You could add, you if Rufus three if they ever do one they should just go off the rails and and whatever is making these animals turn into kids they should just have an entire school of animals that have turned into humans and I, maybe that happens I don't know I, I've not seen these movies I'm just I'm just throwing this out there uh, seeing what sticks seven years ago on January seventeenth two thousand fifteen Bella and the Bulldogs premiered. On Nickelodeon, created by Jonathan Butler and Gabriel Garza, the show ran for two seasons of 39 episodes. Eleven years ago, on January 17, 2011, Super Ninjas premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Leo Chu and Eric S. Garcia, the show ran for two seasons of 39 episodes. Sixteen years ago, on January 16, 2006, we had the premiere of the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour 2 When Nerds Collide on Nickelodeon, the TV movie sequel to the original Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Uh, this was not only a massive success for Nickelodeon on the viewership front with 5.5 million views, but creatively, the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, especially by the end of the second one, felt like wow like there is still more room here where could they take this even more and and kudos to both teams for coming together and and really making something special because we've had cartoon crossovers for a long time in animation and very few feel so um far apart from one another but gel so well together like the worlds of the fairly odd parents and Jimmy Neutron. For one, um, one of these shows being tradition, you know, 2D animation, and the other show being 3D animation, being a stark contrast between the two. But the fact that within the rule sets of both of these worlds, this works. This completely works. And we get to see our favorite characters in completely different animation styles, which is always incredibly exciting. I mean, it's it's kind of the fun of, of some crossovers if they decide to do it that way. Other times, they just kind of, you know, act like all these characters exist together. But, um, i.e., see the Lilo and Stitch crossovers where, like, Recess and the Proud Family and uh, uh, Kim Possible and all these other Disney shows show up to Hawaii and it's just like a clash. Like, all right, yeah, all these styles just coexist together. Um, but the, the way that these are set up and, and continued to have worked was just absolutely fantastic. There's, you don't need to take my word for it. The fact that they made three of these is a testament to that, um, just to tell you how big this was. And honestly, it should have tipped off Nickelodeon with this being a massive success on their network and them having a popular video game series that also combined the, the worlds of their popular Nicktoons. I don't know why they didn't just do a Nicktoons Unite type TV movie with all their characters. I mean, I know SpongeBob has been a character and the, and the crews have said, you know, he's kind of been, uh, you know, held off and, and shouldn't really cross over. But I mean, come on, they, with with the magic of the Fairly Odd Parents involved and the science of Jimmy Neutron, it's not far fetched to say that the Danny Phantom world is not too far off away. In fact, it's probably very close to the Fairly Odd Parents world, just given that they're both made by Butch Hartman and the same art styles. But 
uh, you know, SpongeBob could coexist with them. But either way, back to the the second one. Uh, this was in the first movie. They didn't have many other characters in the other art styles other than Jimmy and Timmy. It was kind of just them swapping roles in each other's worlds. And we did see a, a bit of Goddard at the end of uh, of the special in the Fairly Odd Parents style, although it was more of like a 3D model with heavy shading. But this special pretty much hit the gas with more characters because that's kind of what you'd want to see. And now we get to see Cosmo and Wanda in the 3D world of Jimmy Neutron. We get to see all of Jimmy Neutron's friends in the 2D world of the Fairly Odd Parents. We get to see we get to see the the villains of these worlds uh, in different art styles. It's it's an absolutely great time and one of the best Nickelodeon TV movies they've ever made. The Jimmy Timmy Power Hour 2 specifically bar none is the best of the three Jimmy Timmy movies. It, I think it just used its its world-crossing abilities to its fullest extent. Obviously, getting to see more characters was extremely fun, but it, it to me, by the end of this, like I said, I, I was more excited to see where they took the third movie after seeing two than even at the end of one. At the end of one, like, of course you wanted to see more, but by the end of two, especially with everything they gave us, that's kind of maybe why I felt a little bit more down about how three turned out because it just didn't it felt like it didn't escalate things i in the way i saw it but i i still enjoy all three of them but two in in particular with what we're celebrating this week if you have time check out the jimmy timmy power hour two it's well worth your time 20 years ago on january 12th 2002 the nick cannon show premiered on Nickelodeon, created by Nick Cannon himself, the show ran for two seasons of 27 episodes. Uh, very much a spinoff of all that. Nick Cannon came onto all that kind of like a just a flamethrower of charisma and comedy and just kind of took over all that in, in such a whirlwind that it was almost inevitable that he was going to get his own show and, and frankly, it was almost inevitable that he was going to, to stay relevant on on television and in the minds of people watching channels like Nickelodeon and MTV throughout the years to come. Uh, the Nick Cannon show was a, uh, a kind of a, like a scripted show in which Nick Cannon um, at the time would kind of quote unquote take over something that he thought needed to be cooler or funnier or just needed that Nick Cannon edge and he would just go and and take over various things like weddings and rodeos and the beach and the military and so on and so forth. Uh, there was even an episode all about Nickelodeon, about Nick Cannon taking over Nickelodeon uh, on, that aired on April 13th, 2002. Uh, so that, that was it was a fun show from what I remember, but what's really interesting is it never aired at all other than its first airing on Nickelodeon it never aired once on Teen Nick or Noggin you know when it would go um after the preschool airings it would it would have the end where they would air more teen oriented content and then even air some of the older you know like older audience comedy shows but yeah the Nick Cannon show aired once on Nickelodeon that was it and and that seems rare especially for a show that had two seasons so um, uh, that, that's just, that's a very weird piece of trivia out there. Those should, you know, you would think with that, 
that they're trying to hide this show or, or something, but it's been available for purchase on various video sites for years, not uh, on physical media, but like on a digital basis like iTunes. So it's a, it's a mystery to me why, why they never wanted to re-air the Nick Cannon show. Maybe Nick Cannon himself, not very proud of the show. Uh, I, I think he should be. He should, he should enjoy it. But lastly, 22 years ago, on January 22nd, 2000, we had Double Dare 2000 premiering on Nickelodeon, the first revival of Double Dare, which decidedly didn't bring back our, our classic host of Mark Summers, but gave the hosting gig over to Jason Harris, who... I, I gotta say, even though uh, I, I of course prefer Mark Summers, I remember watching Double Dare 2000 at the time, and I honestly wasn't that bothered by it. You know, Double Dare is such a great concept and works on its own that you know, no matter who's hosting it, I think as long as you have that slops slopsicle course at the end and it's as messy as everybody wants it to be. You're leaving the crowd going home happy. You're leaving anybody who's watching Double Dare. I mean, that's that's what they're there for. It's it's one of those show concepts that, you know, yes, the the host does have a massive impact on it, but the show itself could still continue. Um, so Jason Harris did a wonderful job of hosting Double Dare 2000. He he was not distracting at all for not being Mark Summers. So I re I remember as a kid knowing, I prefer Mark. But Jason is doing a great job in the role, and I hope he had fun with it. It didn't run for, for too long. It pretty much concluded by the year's end on November 10th, 2000. Uh, and it's still, it's, it's worth watching just as much as any other previous Double Dare iteration. Because if you're a fan of the game show of Double Dare, you're just getting more of the same. I know with the 2000 moniker, though, they tried to add a lot of new things, new gimmicks to the show. And I, if I remember correctly, the big gimmick of this would be that um, contestants a few times during the show would have, especially during like a physical challenge, they would have an option, you know, they would be told the physical challenge, but then they would, there would be like this secret other option that would be worth double the points. Like, Hey, if you accept this third option, you, you get double the points and if you chose it you wouldn't get to know what would happen but then the box would they would open up a box and it could be something that usually makes the game a bit harder like if you had to catch something with your hands and then you open the box you end up finding out that your hands have to be handcuffed or something like something is trying to hinder you or make the game a bit harder but then it's 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 risk and reward baby you know you got to try to get those extra points on the board to win the game so uh, I, I like that. I like the gimmicks. I wish it stayed on a little bit longer than it's than it did. But uh, we, we also know that it wouldn't be the last time Double Dare would be seen on Nickelodeon's networks. And for that, my my dear friends, that is this week in Nickelodeon history. Once again, my name is Captain Eric, and I appreciate each and every one of you for listening to this week in Nickelodeon history each and every week. I, I hope you enjoy it. We are uh, one episode closer to the finale on episode 52 uh, for this iteration of This Week in Nickelodeon History. But once again, please stay tuned to both uh, our Twitter and Instagram, the Captain Eric uh, Twitter and Instagram accounts that are in the 
podcast description below. Pay attention to those. In the next week or two, there will be a post specifically about this week in Nickelodeon history. Just looking for feedback or any other additions or ideas that you might have uh, as I continue this show moving forward. Uh, Things just, you know, we just have to evolve ever so slightly as things go on. Uh, Because as we're covering every year, we're just going to be talking about the same stuff and really the things that will mainly change are either if I decide I want to talk more or less about something and the the year anniversary that we're celebrating. Uh, certainly, I like doing, you know, the, the like suggesting top episodes of shows for you guys. If that's something you would like to, to see more of, hey, every episode there could be a top five of, of something. I don't know if that's something you like. Definitely let me know. I want your voices to be heard. So pay attention to those and keep an eye out for that post. Thank you for listening to This Week in Nickelodeon History. Stay safe out there, everyone, and we will see you here next week.